Now, now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I am Dave DeFore here with Keith Parrish for your weekend update. Before we start, don't forget, if you haven't already subscribed, go to theathletic.com slash NBA show and do it now. Support the show, let them know you're listening, and that you like us, I think. Guys, we got to jump right in because this was like an insane weekend, Keith. Post-trade deadline, a lot of new faces and new places. Demonis Sabonis just killing it in Sacramento. I mean, what the heck is happening? We got to start with the Boston Celtics. They've now won eight straight games. 15-4 and four over their last 19, and their latest victim, the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, it was not a great game for Atlanta, Keith, and I actually felt like, I mean, Boston had a great third quarter, and the Hawks started coming back in the fourth, and they got it really, really close. But to me, I just trusted the Celtics' defense because I've been watching for the last 20 games dominate. Yeah, the Celtics, when they decide you don't want to score... You don't get a score anymore. I feel like there's several of these teams nowadays. The Cavs on, on, did it the other night. The Pacers on Friday night. Hit the rim. Jared Allen and Evan Mobley are like, you know what? Let's quit messing around. There's no reason this Pacers team post-trade should be able to score on us. Let's just say they can't score anymore, and it worked. But you see the Celtics doing it now. Their trade deadline pickup of Derek White, I think, is ideal. And you saw them on Saturday. Uh, Ime Udoka just said, hey, play the final 17 minutes of this game. Let's let's get let's get a victory. Or on Friday night, on Friday night, you saw him play the final 17 minutes when Ime Yudoka trust him to beat the Nuggets. And then on Saturday, they're playing the Hawks. The Hawks are making a game out of it, and just they turn on the defense. And Jason Tatum takes over. And this Celtics team is awesome. And again, I think most NBA podcasters and analysts and writers are just kind of like drooling over the Eastern Conference right now, especially post. Trade deadline. We're like, all these teams are so good. I don't know how it shakes out, but the Celtics definitely came through on Sunday with a very nice win over a Hawks team, which is on the outside looking in. We're like, I, hey, we made the Eastern Conference Finals last year. We're pretty good, but you're not as good as the rest of these guys. Yeah, and an important win because now Boston is a half game up on Toronto for the sixth spot in the East. So they're out of the play-in. Atlanta still hanging in that 10 spot. 38 points in this game for Jason Tatum. And look, man, this is where you see him in the fourth, in the third, really start to take over, play within himself. Now, I still want to – I would love it if he would improve as a playmaker off the dribble. Um, But, man, what a great game. I mean, to have this guy and also Jalen Brown is a luxury. It really is. And even if he never – gets that much better as a playmaker. Like, he can't have everything. He's already incredible. He's an all-star. And I just think that's another reason why getting Derek White, just a guy who can pass, who can play some point, who can set other guys up, in addition to being a great defender and just kind of filling in the gaps, uh, being great connective tissue, is just such a massive pickup for this franchise. 
couple years ago, I was sitting down, uh, taking a break from my job at The Athletic Media Company, and uh, I was drinking a non-alcoholic beer from Athletic Brewing, and I thought, uh, hey, this, this could be a partnership because I'm, I'm an ad wizard, and so I put those two things together and took a couple years, but now I get to read ads for Athletic Brewing and uh, their non-alcoholic beers, and I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about it because I like the product. I like the product for a variety of different reasons. There are times where I'm uh, the designated driver, and that is, it's perfect for me. I don't feel like I'm, I'm missing out on a whole lot. There are also times where I'm not the designated driver, but it's going to be a long day of gabbing, and I don't necessarily need to have 10 IPAs in a row. So I will mix in an athletic, non-alcoholic beer, and I, I feel like I don't miss a beat, and it allows me to pace myself uh, the way I want to do it. It's perfect for beach days, music festivals, and baseball games, camping, late nights. Uh, they have a ton of different varieties. They have uh, light. They have upside uh, Don Golden. They have Run Wild IPA. They have a hazy IPA. They have summer seasonals. They've got a, a lemon Rattler ripe pursuit. I don't even know what a Rattler is, but now I want to try it. I feel bad that I haven't tried it. So this summer, ask for the only non-alcoholic beer you need to know, Athletic. Head to askforathletic.com to find it near you and use the code TA2024 to get 15% off your first online order. That's code TA2024 at checkout for 15% off. It's near beer, non-alcoholic beer, and it tastes Listen, I grew up with some funky ones. Uh, those didn't taste like beer. This tastes like this. This is good non-alcoholic beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Well, you say you can't have everything. Well, there's a player who would argue you can. <laughs> and uh, talking about LeBron James, of course. Uh, LeBron James and the Lakers lost to the Golden State Warriors 117-115. Saturday night. And um, look, the one thing that LeBron doesn't have is the ability to make clutch free throws. This game came down to Clay Thompson and Steph Curry putting the Lakers away. And then LeBron got a chance to respond and didn't. Clay Thompson hits a go ahead dagger three, put him up one. Steph Curry comes down, breaks down Austin Reeves off the dribble, gets the layup to put the Warriors up three. LeBron comes back down to the other end. And Keith, listen, would you have made this call? Would you have called this a foul? I, well, I would have called it a foul because it was an apparent Steph Curry committing a foul on purpose, and they do decide to give him three shots. I've seen the replay. I still don't know what the rule is anymore because it's now the upward shooting motion. It's no longer the gather. It's now the upward shooting motion. Like, they decided that it was going to be a three-shot foul. It shows the flaw of fouling on purpose down three. We see this over and over now where guys end up getting three shots out of this. But LeBron goes has the chance to tie it from the line. Did many people feel like he was going to make all three? Because everyone I spoke to was like, there was no chance he was making all three of those free throws. And uh, I felt bad for him. I felt bad for LeBron being in that position. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Warriors get a great win. Honestly, I feel like I should also apologize to the NBA for criticizing um, putting the Lakers on Saturday Night Primetime ABC again. This was a unbelievably great game, dramatic ending, all-time Klay Thompson fourth quarter. You had LeBron and AD in it, but unfortunately LeBron and AD kind of came up 
wanting in that fourth quarter. Bad fourth quarters from those guys, and they cannot help out Austin Reeves, and the Warriors come out with another uh, strong victory, and the Lakers still struggling on the season. It's nice to see Klay Thompson not being Avery Bradley out there. He had 33 points in this game, Keith. Uh, is it safe to say Klay Thompson's back? Yeah, I think this was this was the Klay Thompson is back. By far the best game he's had uh, this season or, you know, the last three seasons, technically, because he's now actually physically playing. But that fourth quarter... Him dropping 16 points and three threes in the fourth quarter. It was great to see a very exciting um, clutch moment from Clay. Discovered the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and Cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. In Toronto, the Nuggets beat the Raptors 110 to 109. Again, every single game in the East right now has playoff implications. And so by losing this close game on a Nikola Jokic just clutch block at the buzzer, the Raptors are in the play-in. And let's talk about this game a little bit because the Nuggets, man, they've had an insane schedule, and we all know the ups and downs that they've had with injuries this season, guys in and out of the lineup. Well, a rookie, Bones Highland from VCU, shout-out to VCU, hits a tiebreaker three late in this one. And then Jokic just kind of takes over and does the thing he does down the stretch. He had 28-15 and 15 in this game. Jeff Green had 19. Aaron Gordon had 13. And somehow, Keith... Jokic keeps dragging the Nuggets to wins. I can't get over what the Nuggets are doing right now with the players that they have available to them. Like this game, Bones Highland started. They lost a very close game, like I said, on Friday to the Celtics where basically they're like, all right, we need a Facundo Campazzo to play like the whole end of the game. And they're doing this. Again, Jermichael Green playing heavy minutes. Will Barton is their second best player. And to beat a Raptors team, which have been playing so unbelievably well, it's just really impressive uh, what the Nuggets are doing. This game, you have Jokic who misses two free throws, a la LeBron where he could have iced it, but then saves it with his third game-saving block of just this season. If you are, you know, weaving your MVP narrative stories, those blocks, very similar to the Russell Westbrook game-winning three-pointers back in the day in, in Russell Westbrook's MVP season, that's that narrative fiber structure story you can throw in there. And, like, you got to feel, I think, amazing if you're a Nuggets fan to see this team continue to win undefeated with their secret talisman, DeMarcus Cousins. They're actually 6-0 and with DeMarcus Cousins this year. Pretty amazing. Uh, the Raptors, you know, have been really good. Pascal Siakam, excellent again in this game. 35 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, a couple of steals. Uh, if this is Siakam going forward, the Raptors are going to be really, really tough to play in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, this guy can really go. Do you, do you think that they are going to make it into the top six? 
I mean, it, it's a dogfight right now. I have gotten a lot of flack on some other podcasts for suggesting that, yes, they can, because the Cavaliers, despite being at the near the top of the standings right now, I just don't believe in them as much as I believe in the Raptors, as much as I believe in the new-look Celtics. I mean, maybe, like, the, do the Nets just not have a chance anymore? Because the Nets have lost 11 straight, so, so they're going to be maybe play inbound. Yeah, I think there's a good chance the Raptors are able to crack that top six. Yeah. Spoiler alert for the Brooklyn Nets losing, losing their 11th straight game. Uh, speaking of MVP narratives, some more narrative building by Joel Embiid dropped a 40-point triple-double on those Cleveland Cavaliers in the victory for the 76ers. 103-93, they win this game on Saturday. And Keith, I think that it's impossible really to talk about this game without mentioning that Joel Embiid absolutely buried Jared Allen in the dirt. One of the dunks of the season, some of the best, maybe the best poster of the year as far as just the still frame image of after, after a missed free throw, an offensive rebound, uh, Embiid gets the ball back. Just what do you call that? An absolute posterization, Statue of Liberty, um, just all over Jared Allen. You give credit to Jared Allen. You know, he's one of the few guys who's like blocked LeBron James dunks in his career. He never backs down from a challenge, but this uh, this one found Embiid with the upper hand. Yeah, he was absolutely dominated in this game. Jared Allen was. And it's not often that you can say that. Uh, they, they both played 33 minutes. That's Embiid and Allen. And Allen was minus 27. Joel was plus 24. And, and I mean, it, it. that's not even as close as it looked on the court. Like, it, it didn't look nearly as close. Um, this was one of the, to me, signature games from Embiid this season, especially since the Cavs are what they are. I mean, we just talked about how they are able to just completely shut down offenses and they could not do anything with Joel Embiid at all. I mean, further context, I guess Cavs fans will point to this being a, a second night of a back-to-back for the Cavaliers and they just did not have it uh, when it comes to facing off against the Sixers who are eagerly awaiting some new additions, players who were not available uh, for their first game post-trade deadline. Yeah, and the, the Nuggets did not make that excuse in their victory over the Toronto no, Raptors. They, no, they did not. All right, and we got to end with this one, Keith, because Luka Doncic has just been nuts since the trade deadline. You know, he had a 51-point game. Uh, how about a 45-point game against the Clippers in a loss? This is where the Mavericks, they start to feel a little shorthanded. Uh, they haven't gotten Dinwiddie. They haven't gotten Bertans on the court. Um, didn't really have much beyond Doncic. Yeah, I mean, Doncic did everything he could. This was a second consecutive game against the Clippers. The Mavs took the first one. It seems like, I don't have any stats on this, it feels like on those two consecutive games, normally one team wins, the other one normally comes back strong. And it looked like we were headed towards a slightly comfortable Clippers victory. And then then Doncic just went superhero, super saiyan uh, over the final minutes. Yeah, they did get 22 from Brunson, but the, just no help from the bench. And the Clippers bench is is stout, man. You had Covington, you have Hartenstein, you have Kennard, you have Coffee coming off the bench. And this is, the Mavericks don't have it. They just don't have the, the guys right now. And you have to think that post-trade deadline, they're thinking about these two guys. I wonder if we might see a reshuffling of their rotation a little bit to strengthen that bench. Yeah, I think they're hoping that Dinwiddie can become that creator off the bench there so they're not leaning so heavily on Doncic although I'll be honest Dave if Doncic keeps playing like he's playing 
I don't know if that led to them saying, listen, this is now the opportunity to unload the Kristaps Porzingis contract. We are just Luka Doncic and his band of merry warriors. Like maybe that was the, the some of the inspiration. But like, honestly, a, a near flawless end of game from Doncic, except for, of course, the attempted game-winning shot. A very difficult from like 35 feet. Didn't draw any iron. But I, you, you think Clippers fans were were confident when he let that fly? This is a man who hates the Clippers. And who he just made destroys the Clippers. He yeah, made we've seen him make the shot in before. The playoffs. So yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. when it went up, I thought it was going in, man. I mean, he's just kind of got that magic to him. That's going to do it for the show, folks. Don't forget, we got basketball buds coming up on the Athletic NBA show feed, so stay tuned for that. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Keith, let's get out of here. Ding, ding. <laughs>